Now he's live from Hawaii, the one and only Russell Brand. Online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. Swadehead Morrissey, you're listening to BBC Radio 2, and here's your host, I am. Hello there, Hello. people listening to this. This is actual live. Thank you, Andrea Simmons, there out of the news for giving me that one, the only introduction there. Back in the studio with me, you've already heard him piping up in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Why, it's Matt Morgan, of course. Hello, Matt, are you all right? Yes, very well. Hello, Russell. No, yeah, all right. It's nice that you've turned up. You're not busy this evening, then. No, no. <laughs> Joke, Matt Morgan tends now. only to do radio shows if he's not got a party that night. <laughs> so, uh, obviously it wasn't just it's that, not... was it? No, was it? Uh, it was what was it? behind-the-scenes a... tantrums. <laughs> have to put it was with. a night at Stringfellows. Matt had to go to a lap dancing club, do a bit of devil's dandruff. <laughs> oh, yeah, Matt Morgan's on that ill Billy heroin that Lindsay Lohan's into <laughs> these days. He's pretty big on the celeb scene. Matt Callum Best do a big nose full of ill Billy heroin and just go to parties. Well, did you have a nice time? I did have a nice time, actually. There was no one telling me what to do, having tantrums, you know. It's not nice, actually. <laughs> just sort of off the hook, free, if you will. <laughs> Sounds like a pleasant evening, what were Mr you up G. To? Me, Ch I was doing a radio with celebrity show. celebrity pals like Jimmy Savile, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Savile came on the line, yeah, God bless him. Um, that was an interesting twist of fate. He was just eating in a... Uh, Indian restaurant up north, and one of Mikey, our producer's friends, happened to be in that radio sh uh, in that um, restaurant. I don't think as in a role as a researcher. I just think by sheer chance. But Mikey has somewhat blotted his copybook this week by hanging an inflatable cow up in studio. If you want yes. to look at the webcam, you can do that now. BBC.co.uk forward slash radio two. Mikey, our producer, he's put this inflatable cow up in the studio. He thinks that he's George Lucas, and it's like industrial he, he light came and in magic. Here laughing his head off like it was Freshers Week. Put up an inflatable <laughs> cow and ran off thinking it's you know. The height of I've got an inflatable cow hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> and then he goes to me just before the show started. Yeah, you might want to announce on the air that there's an inflatable cow. Some of the listeners might like looking at that on the webcam. <laughs> Why don't you have a look? So if I'm an inflatable cow, I'll just imagine it in my mind. That'll be enough. But if you want to have a look, you can have a look at the inflatable cow. Also, because we're live, you can give us a ring and have a bit of a chat with us. 0500 288 291. That's 0500 288 291. Should also say hello to Mr G, who did such a sterling job last week of standing in from fair weather broadcaster Matt Morgan there. <laughs> We've got a few emails here for Mr. G. Mr. G, this one is from Katie and is entitled simply Mr. G, comma, quite attractive. I was looking at pictures on the website. I wanted to see what Matt Morgan looked like. Hello, pervy little cow. And I noticed that Mr. G is a fox. Does she can't mean that in a literal way, like a fox in a waistcoat nursing <laughs> its nub. I think you should let the listeners know this. As prior to my viewing of his photos, I always pictured Mr. G as a fat, middle-aged man <laughs> with a goatee, wearing perhaps a beret and a turtleneck sweater. This is what? not the case, and your audience deserves to know. Why, um... Why would you picture Mr. I'd G in such a derogatory way? Such a thing. No, because that's a dis Mr. G is a 
handsome young black gentleman. I think that's evident from his every word he utters. But it's, it's his sexy laugh that seems to get people going. Here's another letter here, or email letter like. This is from Mr. P.G. Jones. I don't like this person calling himself Mr. Matt. Like, because that sort of imposes authority on you. I know this bloke, right, via Sharon, my stylist, right, he's, he's a sort of a stylist type fella, and he calls himself Mr. Gammon, right? And, like, he goes, if you introduce him, he's only bloke in his 40s or something, he'll go, hello, I'm Mr. Gammon, right? And then you have to call him Mr. Gammon, because, like, you know, like, that's, that's what he said he is. No, because then what if you, like, want to go, Mr. Gammon, I don't like this tie <laughs> or something, he's got control over you. Do you think his wife calls him Mr. Gammon? I don't reckon Mr. Gammon has a wife, I don't Gammon think he's got a wife, wife <laughs> I reckon that's I just, the case. I just realised that. Did it all, has it all come? He's a stylist, calls himself Mr. Gammon. <laughs> come on, mate. Work it out. And while we're on the subject of prominent and brilliant members of the old gay community, not saying that Mr. Gammon is gay, because we don't know that for a fact. We're just mucking around. Who cares anyway? Who gives the monkeys? But dear old Peter Tatchell's been getting a bit of jip over Why? in Russia, hasn't he? It's odd, like, you know, like, because I think there's been a gay march in Russia, I like to think of a gay march. Like, it's not just a normal march. Right, we'll do a march, but let's just make it a bit gay. <laughs> what do you mean? We'll just get off of each other while we're doing it. Um, like, um, like, but Peter Tatchell, right, it's really weird, this, right, and uh, if you're a listener of this show, you'll know that me and uh, Matt have often spoken of Mr. Tatchell, Peter Tatchell, because I don't know why. He disappeared, that's like why. We, he used to be oh, everywhere yeah. and used to care about gay issues, and then he just disappeared. He still cares, evidently, mate. He's marching around Moscow, getting beaten up by the Russian police, poor sod. Oh. But, like, what's interesting is that when that happened, we've got more emails. Like, last week on the show, we had David Walliams on the show, Noel Fielding on the show, Jimmy Savile, by chance, on the show. And because J Peter Tatchell's had a smack in the mouth, we've had much more emails about that than anything else. We've, like, clearly wedded ourselves to <laughs> Peter Tatchell in the public consciousness, or at least the consciousness of the listeners of this show. And why wouldn't we? And it was like, a civil partnership, and it should be recognised. This marriage between us and Mr. Tatchell. Um, I've got. I just want to. Before we go into our first record, I wanted to thank a few people, right? Because the, oh the God, flow is this of another gifts. list of presents, mate? I listened to the show last week. Obviously, yeah, on this like again. Could, it? I was out, but um, yeah. it was there was a, an hour of you just going. Thank you to Snoopy Boots <laughs> for sending me that gold hat. Thank you <laughs> to Mrs. Miggins for sending. It just went on forever. Yeah, well, a lot of people liked it, mate. It's roared back to the top of the podcast chart. We're back at the summit since I started thanking folks. And since showing, I left. Of course we are. Yeah, since you left, there's been a remarkable <laughs> turn in fortune. But let's thank some people now. Uh, Isabel Amber for a piñata things. You know piñatas? They're Mexican. Listen, it's good. You don't know what a piñata even is, Matthew, do Gypsy you? Gypsy eyes, Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> I do know thank what a piñata is. It's a thing stuffed with sweets. Yeah, that um, American and yeah, and South American people hit up a tree with a stick. You dirty devil! <laughs> sex, sex, sex! <laughs> everything you reduce everything to sex, don't you? I don't know how you live with yourself. Thank you for them lovely gifts. Thank you, Nikki from Burnham on Sea, for my Peter Cook CDs. Thank you Boring. for my hamster birthday card. Imogen. Hamster birthday card. Yeah. What's When's wrong your with birthday? That? Soon, June the 4th. Oh, God, Christ. I thought I'd missed it. No, you ain't missed it, mate. It's that time you started making a Are bloody you having a party? bit of demonstration. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's work that night, of course. No, if there was work that night, you go. But I don't know, would you consider the party to be work? I think if you were there, it would turn into work, wouldn't it? You'd corner me. Oh, listen, these are my plans for the future. <laughs> <laughs> and you're Matthew, pretty key in them, lad. 
<laughs> I got you got a bright future for you. We're gonna start a gardening business. We're gonna be planting bulbs up and down the old Kent Road when they bloom, so will our profits. Here, you take twenty five percent. I'd like to thank uh, Kristen and Trish. Thank you, lovely ladies, for my West Ham book and my It's of 1975 CD. Hang on, when you come home from good. Hawaii, are you going to yeah. have to ship all this stuff back? Yeah, I've already... I uh, hope I've your got, uh, cardboard box falls apart at the airport and you have to... I've gone to... Quickly pick it up. Careful, keep away from my sniffer box. These are my piñata, or piñata, that's the plural. Um, I've hired one of the boats at Pearl Harbor. It's going to take back all my numerous gifts. I've got this West Ham book about West Ham's best ever team, 1986, all right? And uh, I'll just sit reading that now. Brilliant. That's how I... Well, why don't you think about what your best present's been while we play Jimi <laughs> Hendrix? Wait a second, because I think one of my most favourite presents would have to be my Apprentice DVDs off young Connor yes, Clements. You he sent me that every week. He sent me them. Yeah, that, that, oh, that was TV Burke. That's that you Yeah, okay. Now I've got all the TV programmes I require. I've got. I've been sitting watching The Apprentice. I mean, don't download his podcast, which I believe to be an abomination. And essentially white supremacist propaganda. But the TV show is excellent. It's an excellent bit of television, I must say. So, um, anyway, it's going to be a fantastic show. We, I don't know, Matt may stay unless he, he is of a rave somewhere. He might go wandering off, necking ketamine and giggling down the streets. Don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. And uh, what else have we got? Got lots of lovely emails. You can ring us whenever you want and I'll bail you back from Hawaii. It's 0500 288 291. Text us at 88291 or email russell.brand at You might be interested to hear from this young gentleman. He's apparently a real guitar whiz. He's called Jiminy Hendrix and he is one of his records. <laughs> Jimmy, concentrate. This is Radio 2 from the BBC. You're listening to Russell Brand on my own show. It's called The Russell Brand Show. I mean, but why would you ever think of it in those terms? You probably just wouldn't bother saying the show bit at the end. Matt Morgan's here with me, breathing heavily like the pervert he is, probably pondering his next night out. You all right, mate? Yeah, I'm not breathing heavily, am I? You did. You sounded a bit bronchial. It was a bit like having John Merrick as a co-host. I don't think that was so, me. We could hear you singing through a little speaker. You're... Awful singing. How dare you! You didn't know the lyrics. Because I, I think you were mumbling really s quietly, but our, the speaker that we've got here boosts you up and you're just going, Gypsy! Gypsy! Oh, Gypsy! The devil's outside! Awful noise it was. <laughs> like an old lady groping her way through gyps. Oh, you've got your eyes as like a gypsy's. Oh, you've got gypsy in you, have you? I'll tell you what, you've cast a spell all over me. Um, I've got a lovely letter here from a fella called Mark at Oldham. He's at Oldham, he ain't in it, he's just at it, looking at it. Dear Russell, I'm thinking of coming to see you on your forthcoming tour, but I'm 62 years old. My wife and I went to see Eddie Izzard a few years ago and we were the only old people there. I don't want to feel like some sort of old mist fit lusting after my youth. Can I come? Uh, yeah, come, mate. You can come. Don't I've worry seen older people at your gigs. 
He should feel well. I've slept with older people at my gigs, <laughs> to tell you the truth. You won't be excluded from anything. You can get the after show benefits and everything, Mark. Turn up. Um, yeah, go, if you want to come to see my tour, go to uh, russellbrand.tv. Come to see me, do my tour, or go and have a look at that MySpace page of mine. Come along, regardless of your age. Unless you're under 18, then you're not allowed to come because a lot of the content is sexual. Uh, Matthew? Yes. I've got an. Email here from someone calling himself Rock and Roll Randall, which is an unusual thing to call yourself. As a proud Brit living in Australia, I'm experiencing the highs and lows of being away from the green and pleasant motherland. That's something I've been experiencing here in Hawaii. One thing I have noticed is that certain words we use and t take for granted need to be questioned. Uh, questioned. He goes, why is the TV after nine o'clock called After the Watershed? I want to know more. Yeah, why is that? I mean, like, in I only read that I want to know. That's not the only um, instance of the word watershed in that context, is it? It means well, like, like... it's a watershed moment. It means like... Um, say the roof of a shed, right? If water falls yeah. on one side of it, it'll fall, you know, to the left, and then just as it passes the peak, it will fall to the right. It's like a dividing line. Well, it's literally about a shed roof. Uh, yes, there's a shed at the BBC called the <laughs> Watershed. No, I don't and this know. shed's in charge. Is it? How many willies I'm allowed to look no at? No one's ever been time. in that shed. They reckon <laughs> Jesus's bones are in there. <laughs> I love you, gypsy eyes. Oh, God, it's happened again. I love again. you, gypsy eyes. Got another email here from someone ca claiming to be called the risen ghost of Hitler. No, we haven't. <laughs> that's, not even, <laughs> that's not even real. How could that write anything at all? Yeah, this is an important email. Last week when Noel Fielding came on the show, very lovely was too, uh, he said like, he was dressing up as um, evil Knievel, but with medieval chainmail tra trousers on, naming himself medieval Knievel. Uh, this caused Jason to write this letter. Dearest Russell, congratulations on returning to your rightful place at the top of the download heap. Regarding Evil Knievel's name, his real name is Robert. Right, because I said, why would you call yourself Evil Knievel? It's spelt differently to Evil. Yeah, Evel, Evel. But still, you're not going to go, like, if someone, if someone called himself Peter Phil, you wouldn't go, all right, he sounds like a nice bloke, you might <laughs> him over, you'd be suspicious, wouldn't Hitler you? Hitler and paedophiles, I don't know. <laughs> That's where my you mind You haven't dwells. changed. <laughs> no, you clearly have, though. Hillbilly heroin that, you've, your brain box. Regarding what? Evil Knievel's name, his real name's Robert. One night when he was young, he found himself sharing a jail cell with a guy named Kneffel, I'm not making this up, claims Jason. The guard thought it was funny and said, Look here, we've got evil Knievel and awful Knawful. Knievel did not think this was nearly as funny and threw urine on him. I believe he'd been drinking. Well, there you go then. Evil Is that Knievel. really how it started? I don't know. Can it, like, Sounds I want a bit more. Silly. I want more watershed information because Matt's excuse sounded like a mumbo jumbo. Excuse. You say old wife's tales. What? That wasn't an excuse, what? that was a perfect, you know, that was an explanation, mate. <laughs> it was an excuse. I want some <laughs> proper excuse. information. <laughs> Matt's excuse was rubbish. And also, yeah, tell us more about Evil Knievel, because I'm ever so confused and a little bit frightened about it. So, uh, yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to know what the hell is going on and why Evil Knievel's called that. And why, apparently, but apparently he was a little bit evil and did dabble in black magic occasionally, and it is this what gave him his gift to jump buses. Got another email here from someone claiming to be called Sue, but I ain't got a shred of evidence that that's their real name. I, Russell, we, no, not I, Russell, like I, Claudius, I'd simply dropped an H. 
Hi, Russell. We had a holiday in the US recently and bought back a little present for our dog. Already, that's a bit unusual, isn't it? Because mm. the dog, I don't know. Like, it's like my mum gets the cat a Christmas present, like, and then she sort of wants it to unwrap it as well, Matt. Do you know what I mean? She's su really? surprised when the cat just treats it as an object. Like, the cat don't understand the concept of this is a thing, this is a wrapped up thing. Unless you wrapped up saying it wanted to kill or have sex with, then it would try and get inside. Because I, I reckon I know, things. I know you quite well. Were you, even mm. though you had a big, huge bag of presents, slightly jealous that the cat got one? <laughs> and when everyone watched the cat open it, you went, <laughs> da, 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 da. "Look at this dance I've just made up." Gypsy eyes. <laughs> Here, everyone, watch my Jimi Hendrix medley. <laughs> oh, I've kicked the cat out the door. Oh, well. <laughs> All along oh, look at my selection pack. I'll have a bounty. But you didn't get those in selection packs. For, yes, I had did. a Cadbury's one. Yeah, well, the Mars one, if you were some sort of mug. I went for the Cadbury's, mates. Here, a pack of do Right, listen, when this person, Sue, was on holiday in the US, they bought back a little present back for their dog, but nothing for me, I noticed. A pack of dog chews, it was, and on the back it says, Tastes like bacon, your dog won't know it isn't bacon. <laughs> <laughs> the dog won't know anyway. Just make the dogs eat anything. Sometimes they roll around in poo, don't they? They've got terrible ways of conducting themselves. They won't try and trick a dog into believing it's having a feast. It's ridiculous. Also, I bought back, says Sue, a pack of always sanitary towels, which are called feminine napkins there. I don't like that, do God. you? What, feminine dog? napkins? <laughs> the dog seems to be bleeding. <laughs> Put on a feminine <laughs> napkin on him. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> Give it some napkins. bacon. <laughs> this isn't bacon, and this feminine napkin tastes disgusting. <laughs> Uh, they sometimes have little messages written on them in this country, I presume, to make you feel a little bit better. Like, things like, if you do some gentle exercise, it can reduce period pain. What, on the, the thing? Yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? That's disconcerting. Stop the bursting into tears. Grow up. <laughs> Get a grip on yourself, woman. Come on, you can still have sex if you really want to. <laughs> make an effort. <laughs> Who's writing these things? Moo, <laughs> Russell Brands, <laughs> the sanitary towels. Come on, love. We What's that other the office? Scotch mist? <laughs> okay, oh, we've, we've gone too far. Uh, Apologise to everyone who is not a sexist pig <laughs> for our comments <laughs> then. You sexist pigs will have loved it though. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> what a day you're having, you big sexists. Uh, yeah, so anyway, then it goes, uh, the little paper strip that keeps the wings bit together said things like, have a happy period. That's going too far. What? I've never had one yet in 35 years, says Sue, and I'm not likely to. Love your show, it's great, and not remotely sexist. I should know I'm a woman. <laughs> Thank you, Sue, for that. Conveniently, uh, that extricates us from any potential problems. Lovely little email there. So we've got loads of things. Should we try and ring up uh, Noel Gallagher? I mean, perhaps Matt might like to ring him up. Now, now that Matt goes to his birthday parties, now that Matt's all pally with him, suppose you and Sarah McDonald and Noel had a threesome, <laughs> did you? Oh, <laughs> uh, Williams turned up. I had a word with him about you. Did you speak? To, did yeah. you? Yeah, because he came on the show. Just he was yeah, came. No, on, he yeah. came on this show before we got here. What did he say? He said you accused him of being gay again. Hmm. It was funny actually, because he, what did he, I said I'd leapfrogged him, because they're, you know, because obviously um, Matt Lucas and David Williams, they're coming out to old Meraki to seek their fortune, but, you know, things are going well for old Russ out here. Have you seen this bloody thing in the sun today? But I'm really swore then, I'm so angry about it, right? Yeah. I just like, cause, you know, I get the newspapers out here. Well, you get the sun on the day we get it? No. Yep. I no. do, mate. 
Yeah, I get it because I get a special service, like in the hotel. Is it like um, a foreign version of this? You know, is it like a abroad version? No, it's like it's been printed out. It's like via the internet, you get it printed out. I don't know how it works, but it's all right. I think Marsh is just printing off the Sun's website for you. I've got a special one. <laughs> it's ever so nice. Come I think Rupert Whoppet. Murdoch. <laughs> oh, look at that. Uncle Rupert's made me another new news rag. <laughs> now, this bit's on the TV. Listen to this. On the TV biz page, edited by Sarah Nathan. Oh, ah, right, good. There's information here that we can start one of our campaigns. Oh, God. Brand go. gets... This <laughs> yeah, the revolution's going ever so well, Matt, since you've been away. I've been able to politicise the show a lot more. Well done, you lot uh, protesting out there at that before the G8 summit. I like that. That's got, got nothing to do nice with you. Revolution. I don't think you created that. Mate, you say that, but it last Some of my week, Jimmy was... Savile stuff last week <laughs> kicked off a bit of a stink, actually, with the whole G8 thing. <laughs> Me and Jimmy Savile had a bit of a chinwag about it and realised that uh, global commerce is really shackling the proletariat and people are really kicking back now. Brand gets roughed up, it says on the TV biz page of the sun, back in more familiar territory. Uh, here's a picture. Listen to this for a bit of journalism. Here's a picture for Russell Brand haters. The lanky stand-up getting a paste in. Like that haters of me are such a broad demographic that they can be addressed as a group like Catholics or something. Um, it's enraged me. I'm unhappy about that, Matthew. Um, what's the picture? Uh, it's a picture of me uh, and there's like a load of sun journalists weeing on me. It's not. It's like a picture from that TV programme I've done called Cold Blood. Right, that's going to be on telly June the 20th. It's me doing a, a damn fine bit of acting. Is actually what's happening. Have a look at that. Watch it on ITV June. I don't know 20th. why you. I don't, it doesn't. I don't think it should bother you. Things like that, because that just means you're. Shouldn't you know. It? No. It hurts my it. feelings. Once you get to well, a certain you... point, then you you know people can love or hate you, can't they? I don't want to be hated, mate. I just want to be loved. Now, could you please, if you are a person and uh, you like me, please ring. Here's the number don't to be ring so up. Petty. Come on, we've gone Emma past Cox. That. Oh, 0207 782 4259. That's 0207 782 4259. Just be nice to him. I'm not saying say anything menacing. Just tell him not to be horrible to me because it upsets me. You can probably email them at the Sun. Sarah Nathan and Emma Cox. That's 0207 782 Just you shouldn't incite hatred. It's bad and wrong. Because look, look at this. It's a not real of pages. hatred, is it? It's just silly. Ain't it? No. It's just silly hate. Sort of like hate light. Hmm. Because look, there's this story earlier in the sun. Oh my god, have you got like a. You have got that scrapbook, haven't you? Uh, there's a story <laughs> dated May the 29th. Where... <laughs> oh, listen to this, this is rich. <laughs> this really makes my blood boil. Now listen to this. They said Virgin Russell Bland. Atlantic well, the first time I became aware. my ticket. <laughs> Call me Russell Bland. Yes. <laughs> well, Hardly how bland is this? <laughs> have you that seen my fan site? <laughs> this fan site, entirely self-editing and self-regulating, sprang up quite organically <laughs> and has over 6,000 subscribers. Is that bland? I very much think <laughs> not. <laughs> um, also, bloody hell, oh, right, yeah, I won't use this radio show as a forum for settling scores. What's this handed out for being ginger? Poor family getting hounded for being ginger. A shaken family told yesterday uh, they've been hounded out of free homes for having ginger hair. That's uh, it's extraordinary bad luck, isn't it? If you go, because like I've never hounded anyone for having. But when they hounded up with the same people. Let's see. K 
Kevin and Barbara Chapman and their four children have been targeted by local thugs for three terrifying years. The youngsters have been verbally abused and beaten up, oh, while vandals have regularly smashed the family's windows and sprayed hateful graffiti. At least they're doing it regularly, which is unlike vandals, are normally very unreliable mm. characters. Uh, only this week, the slogan, Gingers are gay, was daubed across one wall. Well, that's two prejudices there. That's anti-homosexual and also anti-people with ginger hair. Terrible business. I don't know. See, so there seems still to be some hatred in the world. This revolution of ours, Matt, um, you will be helping. You can help with the landscaping. It's going to have to be a lot less hatred and a lot more kindness and tolerance to people of all sorts of different hair colours, in my view. What do you think, Matthew? Yes, I think so. I, I, yeah, that whole ginger thing's stupid. I don't really get that. It is a bit stupid. I think they Why were just being hounded, fucks? and that was just the the thing they, you know. I don't think there's That's actually a campaign against ginger hair. There better not be, mate, because I like some people with ginger hair. I think that that campaign's ridiculous. Oh, I should mention probably about this stage of the broadcast, I've been up all night, mate. I've only had an hour's sleep, and I think it might have made me a bit below par brain-wise. Okay, yes. so I'll just mention that. If I say anything unusual... How many you've had an hour's sleep? Yeah, because I've been up filming all night, and I'm far doing enough being in a film. He texts me in the week and goes, oh, yeah, I'm pretty tired, I've been doing nights, as if he's a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost Mr. Jones in the night, of course, but, you know, he I went I gave him a pint of my own blood in the end, but it, <laughs> it weren't enough. <laughs> I just wanted to keep him alive. Well, I yeah, thought they shoot day for night, though. No, they shoot bloody night for night. That's why I'm sat up all night like a mug, knackered. I'm exhausted. What do you do at night, so then? What have you got to do? Everything you can't be surfing or horse riding. No, I'm not. I'm in a restaurant, doing a scene in a restaurant, being doing some of the acting, pretending. You know, I'm doing, trying my hardest, but I'm a spent force. I'm exhausted. I can't wait to get back to England. How many takes Where, do you have to do? Three. Loads of takes, because we improvise and stuff. So then you have to match up all the different angles to all the improvising. And because I'm a show-off, I improvise loads. It's making life a treacherous pain in the arris, to tell you the absolute truth. Yeah, I've got a nice email here from someone called Katie. Hey, Russell and Matt. I was wondering if Matt would say a bit more about himself. I've done a fan site for him, as I think he deserves one. But all I know about him pers personally, like full name, age, date of birth, things like that and so on, that's all I know. All I know, she keeps saying all she knows. All <laughs> I know. Like poem. All I know is he's born on August the 10th, 1977, according to Wikipedia. Oh, and we all know how trustworthy Wikipedia is. Uh, and if that's true, we have the same birthday, except mine's in 1988. Ah, oh, she's lovely, yeah. this lass, Katie. Uh, it's cool if you're too busy or just don't want to, but I'd really love the information. It's not that much you're else to know, really. <laughs> it's just the old no. birthday. Matt's pretty much a party animal. Look, Katie, if you want to know more about Matt, why not just throw a sort of bash, get a few celebs to go, Matt will turn up there, regardless of what other commitments. He'd, he'd dodge his nan's funeral to come to one of your dues if yeah, he thought there might be a line in it for There's him. So much. Oh, There's so <laughs> much uh, behind the scenes, isn't there? You know, you little, having little tantrums, cancelling shows, poor little Matt, getting up at I'm four in the morning very, and getting a text. I'm not cancelling shows willy-nilly, I'm working very hard. Now, if you want to give us a call, it's 0500 288 291, because we do this show for you, live. We're number one podcast in this beautiful nation of ours. The revolution's looking wonderful, thanks to me and Savile. The G8 summit's getting disrupted even as we speak. <laughs> Text us at 88291 or email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Give us a ring. Let's get a caller up next and have a bit of a chat with someone you lay about in London. Okay. Um, what are we listening to now? Are we listening to the Depeche Mode, yes. are we? Enjoy the silence. Um, 
All I've ever wanted. All I've ever wanted. I will sing it. I will. I will sing it. Let's listen to Depeche Mode. Shut up, you. Wait, stop back in. Listen. That's the Depeche Mode. You're listening to Russell Brand on Sound like a man singing in a. Keep his spirits up in a collapsed mine. Oh, they'll come soon for me. That canary's dead. All ever needed. Bloody belly now. Bloody Scargill, why didn't he stick to his word? Damn you, Thatcher. Listen, um, right, so that was Depeche Mode. Enjoy the silence. Don't record my bloody singing. Play it out. I'll sing a song in this film. I'll probably have a record out after this film. Oh, mate. You're going to like that, mate. It'll be 12 tracks of me mumbling covers of things. <laughs> uh, town called Malice. Yeah. Um, hiya, Russell, says Gracie, 14, Wigan. Love you too, Matt, she says at the end of it all. But before that, hiya, Russell. Just wanted to tell you about an experience I just had on holiday. This better be good, young lady. I was on holiday in Scotland today. I just got back, and in my room I found a note of paper in my cupboard saying, I love Russell Brand. Since I'm a huge fan, I wrote a note of my own saying, Funny man and sex god, I love Russell more. I left it in the cupboard. Hopefully another Russell Brand fan will leave a message. Thought I'd mention my encounter. Lots of love. And cuddles, Gracie. Ah, oh, thank you, darling. What's what? going on? Communicating in notes in cupboards. I suppose it's, it's like... something to be a bit ashamed of, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oi, listen. That's like Peter Tatchell's fighting against that sort of hate and prejudice even now in in Russia. You say it loud and proud, young Gracie. I love Russell Brand. Oh, your cupboard obviously links up to Narnia or some other forbidden kingdom. You want to investigate that? What's going on in there? Here is another email. It's from Sarah, Erin and Phil. How do people get themselves together to write an email? Free people. Because I always wonder when I see a book and it's written by two people, like my West Ham book's been written by two people. I think, how have they done that? Because, like, you know, you'd just argue, wouldn't you? Would you? Look at me and you, Matt. We can't get a bleeding we egg boiled about someone getting stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Right, pointless email, really, say Sarah, Erin and Phil, or one of them, it must be. Nothing you'll be remotely interested in. What's the point? Don't have some, Why are you don't be down on yourself. Well, because I tell you what, because I'm going to give these kids some bleeding confidence. That's, tell you what, there would be no bloody revolution happening at the G8 summit if I hadn't told those black block anarchists to buck their ideas up and to just straighten up and fly right. These are some pictures of my guinea piggies named Noel and Russell. They're references to you and Noel Fielding. You are the namesake of the dark brown one and Noel is the scruffy white and brown one. These pictures, we'll put them up on the website if you're that interested. I did want a fluffy black piggy to carry your grand name, but I sort of fell in love with her. This is a bit weird. Um, her, Ms. Russell... Miss Russell Fielding, who is pregnant with Noel's children, we think. You're the lady because of your hair. Listen, why couldn't Noel have been the girl one and I the boy one? Now I've got a pregnant voodoo. What if that's like guinea pig voodoo and I myself now begat guinea pig children out of my womb? I it think that's happen. come from that place where they test on animals, hasn't it? What's that place? What, called? Huntingdon Life Sciences? Sciences yeah. Here's the Russell brand. Get the shampoo. Oh, look, it doesn't like it in his eyes. There we go. Bring me the knoll. Oh, look, what's that? It seems to be trying to keep its spirits up. Shampoo is in my eyes, but it's all right. I've got me songs. 
<laughs> I'll always have those. This email just come through. Hello, Russell and team. Yeah, that's right, team, you lot. Yeah. Hope you've enjoyed the wonderful sunshine today. The only downside to the beautiful weather is why do certain members of the male population feel it's appropriate to walk down the street with no top on? This is from Karen Moffat, who seems to be a bit of a square. They feel it's appropriate to walk around with no top on. This wouldn't be offensive if the certain males in question were reasonable eye-candy materials. Sexist. But let's face it, most of this select group are not and have beer bellies for all to see. Please say hello to my husband and I, who are both working hard this evening. I'm in the studio in our garden, and my husband is in the loft doing the invoicing. <laughs> <laughs> he's invo is he invoicing you? What's going is he on? invoicing you for sex, Karen? <laughs> You'll be in charge in your own marriage. That is sexist, Come on, though, you two. Is it sexist, mate? Well, yeah. Why? Because well, well, if we were to say. Oh, oh girl. well, girls! girls can... like walking around with um, little shorts on, and it's not like the the ones with nice legs. Yeah. You know, put them away, girls. Blimey! Hey. Blimey! I won't mind if I do. Yeah, I suppose so. And Fair what if enough. the culture Karen, viewed? Sexist. If our culture viewed beer bellies as like a male breast, mm, then right. you wouldn't be Let's able to say that. Let's get into it. That what's going to be the nipple, the belly button? Can we put strawberry in it? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Because we're all guys together. <laughs> right, from now on, that's a whole new group of people <laughs> to be intrigued with, sex-wise. I'm going to put a record on and disappear for a while to have a word with myself in the privates. Right, OK, we've got a caller on the line. I believe he is called Nick Godkin. And he comes from Preston, what's comes. in England? He comes from. <laughs> yeah, it's quite infectious, the Lancashire accent. Nick, are you there, mate? Hello, sir, how are you? Yeah, I'm quite good. Are you all right, mate? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. How's the weather in Hawaii? The weather in Hawaii is warm, mate, such as you might expect from the cliched image of Hawaii as a paradise isle. But what you won't know about, mate, unless you're a regular listener to the show, is the ice craze that's sweeping the nation. They can't get enough ice. I mean, if they could only organise some sort of buffet, Matt Morgan would probably turn up here. Oi. It's got everything he looks for in life. <laughs> he, that Matt it's is not a drug addict. Drugs. <laughs> All right, here, that girl that's doing that website on Matt, that's what you can put on there. Matt is essentially a ligger looking for parties <laughs> to go to. Um, so, Nick Godkin, hello, are you enjoying this show, are you? Yeah, it's really good, yeah. I was from last week's Jimmy Savile as well. And uh, Nelson, that was very good. Yeah, did you like Enjoyed that? that? Yeah, good, good, mate. What are you up to now? What are you doing as well as listening to I've just been showing out today, really. It's been relaxing. Yeah. Do you, what do you think of that woman, Karen, just then saying men shouldn't walk around with their tops off unless they it is sexist. If isn't I it? said that about women, I'd be, I would be called a misogynist. You certainly so would. It's sexist towards men. Why but, don't whatever we? Whatever the male equivalent of misogynist is. Um, it's probably not even a word, and that's sexist in itself. That's sexist yeah. in itself. You probably just have to say you're daft cow or something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Dave, like no, Nick, rather Nick. Yeah. I just assumed she was called Dave. I don't know what, what's come over me. Why don't we show that um, Karen Bird? What's what? By you, yeah. uh, like perhaps like putting a bra on and that now, and just sitting around in your house all like wearing sexy lingerie. I would sort of out, yeah. Are you, um, are you an attractive man yourself there, Nick? I wouldn't like to say. I think I'm all right looking. I think you are as well. Thank you very much. How old Thank are you? you? How old are you, Nick? Um, uh, Stop playing with me. You're 36. You're in the prime of life. There's nothing I wrong am. with you, mate. Now, Nick, why is your surname Godkin for? Well, it's, uh, we did like a family tree, and it goes back and back towards the Nordics, Norwegians, Vikings. 
<laughs> the dirty and devils. Also, there's lots of godkins in Ireland as well. There's godkins everywhere. It sounds to me like it's trying to uh, diminish God and make God seem like something you could give a little cuddle, like yeah. godkin. Fair enough. Why not? Yeah, um, Nick, what, weren't the the nature of your inquiry was about like uh, you on your email that we've got? It said that you wanted to ask me a particular question. Yes, uh, it's still going to make a movie of your life called the Russell Brand story. Yeah. Who would you have play yourself in the movie? Him, of um, course. I'd play that part myself, and it'd be a yeah. bit like Eight, Eight Mile, the Eminem film, <laughs> where I'd play a version <laughs> of myself, but I'd make it a little bit more glamorous than it actually was. Um, the part of Matt, we'd, we'd have to get someone to play Matt because he probably wouldn't turn up to the actual film itself. So I don't want to be in your film. We'd get Sean Penn. Yes. I don't know. He'd do it well. <laughs> Liam yeah, Neeson, right. I think, has got the grandeur. <laughs> I think we'd get Rick Moranis to play <laughs> <laughs> Matt Morgan, the sort of skulking layabout character. Um, so, yeah, I think that'd work, wouldn't it? Have you got any yeah, other suggestions? Yeah, sounds good, yeah. There's no plans to make this film, I should make very clear. At if this you stage. couldn't do it, Russell, who would you have? You never know, though. You never know. No, yeah, well, it might happen. Who if... else is in this film you're in, in this film you're working on at the moment? Who else is in it? There's this uh, woman she called Kristen Bell. She's out of a program called Veronica Mars. That's like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. There's a girl out of that '70s show. She's called Mila Kunos. There's the Paul Rudd. He's out of Anchorman and oh, yeah. uh, and uh, Friends and stuff. They're, they're sort of like American people from TV things. This, but it'll be it'll be a good film, I think. I think it'll. What's like... What? Well, it's like a romantic comedy. Listen, right. mate, you can't just come up here and start like acting like Parky. They're giving me the once-over. <laughs> what are you going to try? You're trying to make me cry. No, no. Nick, uh, anyway, if I couldn't play me, I'd have myself play, but who else is there? Who could play me? June you know, Brown? June Brown could probably play me. <laughs> yeah, we'd actually... If you got, like, a famous actor playing you... Yeah. ...who's been in, like, other shows or other films, they'd say, oh, he wasn't as good as... As funny as in that film or TV programme. You're right, Nick. It's ridiculous. You I'll have to, have to play the part. Nick, we've got to go now, mate, because okay, like, easy, mate. we've got to move on with our lives. But, Nick, okay. thank you. Cheers, Remember, Nick. Sit, listen, listen to the rest okay, of the show. Put lingerie on, Nick. Okay, I'll do. There's Nick Godkin there. Off he goes. Nick Godkin, last in the line of Godkins, stretching <laughs> back to Norway and Ireland. <laughs> okay, see you, mate. We went through this last week. Cut Nick Godkin off. Cut him off. <laughs> when I go goodbye, I him, that man. means... Yeah, I miss him. Get Nick Godkin back. <laughs> <laughs> Get me Godkin. If I can't have Godkin, I don't want to do no show. His name so must mean you... kin of God, family of God. Look how long it took to get rid of Nick Godkin there. Did there. you just hear him click off the line? Yeah. That was pro I'm he probably going. did that with he did that with a corner of his mouth, I reckon. I mean, <laughs> and in a bit where sure. All right, um here, if you were doing a record about uh, what you'd done earlier on today, who would you have sing it? Dear old Nick Godkin, he's done nothing but bring joy to us. If you want to give us a call, it's 0500 288 Let's have a listen to who are we gonna to listen to now? Joy Division. Joy Division. Yeah, send us an email as well if you want, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. We might ring up some guests later on. If you want us to, let us know. Give us a ring, because I'm tired, remember? Mm. Let's listen to this thing. Oh, what no. was that noise? Something terrible what happened? happened. It you sort of started idiots. and then disappeared off the uh, computer. It's Oh, dear. That's because you're back in charge of the buttons, is it, Matt? Yeah, but, you know, you've got to roll with it, haven't you? What do you want Last now? week we had a very professional... Joy <laughs> Division still, what have you done, Bernie? No, it's disappeared, it'll come back though, if you keep talking. Things always right, come oh. back, Russ. What Nick about Godkin! Godkin! <laughs> what about Fiesta by the Pogues? 
Yeah, right, this is uh, for Sue Morgan, Matt Morgan's mum. There's another thing to put on your fansite thing. Uh, His mum, mum likes the, the Pogues. She likes the Pogues, and she's a nurse as well, which is why Matt is a, a deeply hypochondriac <laughs> <laughs> sort of a fella. I just wanted yeah, her to love me. <laughs> oh, mum, mum, I've got a nose, please. Mum, mum, I think I've got pogues. Mum, mum, one of my toes is bruised. He never shuts up, that boy. Come and put the Joy Division on before there's any more trouble. Oh, hang on. Uh, we've just set up a request for my mum. Oh, right. Stick Matt's mum's record on. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you, Sue Morgan. Fiesta, which to me was the sound of being kicked round a car park by Shane McGowan in a sombrero. We've got a email here from Will15 from Manchester. Hey, Russ, Matt, G, Nibsy. Where is Mr. Nibs, for God's sake? What kind of slave is this boy ever going to make if he never turns up to work? Oh, and then look at this. And the greatest, most fancy person in the world ever, Mikey. Well, and then they say it's because they know Remind he sorts out the emails. Should see Have what he looks at, like tonight. Um, it was he's got a staffed hat on, and he? He's come as the bloke from Philadelphia. What? <laughs> BBC.co.uk, if you want to have a look at Mikey, or indeed you think you might be amused by an inflatable cow. Uh, my, Will15 from Manchester says, My parents are away for a day, and I'm wondering whether or not to throw a house pie. Can you help out with any suggestions? Uh, well, if you do throw one, mate, Matt Morgan will probably turn up if he thinks he'll get a free Dairy Lee triangle and might get a <laughs> glimpse of Gail Porter. Um, so, uh, listen, why'd, and also, well, I'd think just perhaps style the party around Noel's house party, like uh, Noel Edmonds, like, you know, have gunge and stuff like that. I think, yeah, go on, Will, have that house party, because even if it goes really badly wrong, you'll just have a brilliant anecdote to tell as you grow into a man. Uh, this is another email from a young lad. It's Johnny. Russell, sorry to disturb you, but I've got a problem that needs your help. Next week I've got my geography GCSE. I'm quite scared about it. I've not done any revision. Can you help me? Um, Johnny, don't worry about your exams because it's not important. Just don't worry about it, mate. What you want to do is just... Uh, just be all dead clever and become an artist or get involved in my revolution. Get yourself over to that so you GA can't summit. Help him then. Just don't worry about it. I'm helping him by freeing him from the shackles of conventional Talking education of and conformity. Yeah, what Wa about it? Watersheds are something to do with a river. What, nothing to do with a shed roof like you were on about? No, I was a fool. You said that with the authority of David Attenborough. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, the watershed. Oh, I know what that is. You've come quite, quite wrong. We've got to have some, we've got to do some news, ain't we? Yes. Right, now they're good people of, ev well, of everywhere, really, because this podcast, loads of people listen to this in America, you know, it's going ever so well, the podcast. People everywhere. What the hell is going on in the world, you might be wondering. Well, who better to tell you than the news reader, Andrea Simmons, a woman who, with whom I've had a complex relationship, but which I believe now is entering a golden era. Here with the news, come back with us, because we're going to be brilliant. We've got loads of emails, loads of callers, miring up Noel Gallagher, miring people up. Remember, I'm tired. Send us your emails, you layabouts, because you have to help with the show, because I'm tired. Russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Also call us 0500 291. But before all of that... Why not have a little listen to what's going on in the world? 88 to 91 FM, this is Radio 2 from the BBC. Here with the news. 
at 10 o'clock. Now, this is Andrea Simmons. Online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. You're listening to BBC Radio 2. This is the Russell Brand Show, live from Hawaii and London, broadcasting across our lovely planet. It's all ours while we're alive, and that, then of course, death will come, and who knows what place we'll inhabit. But for now, we're alive. Now, this revolution seems to be going well. Did you hear on the news, mate? The old G8 summit's getting all nicely interrupted, thanks to me and Jimmy Savile's constant endeavourings. I know, you want to watch out, mate. If there, if no, there was I'd... a revolution, then you'd lose your career. It's stupid. No, I wouldn't, because they'd, they'd still need... People will always need... Uh, Demigod Radio. <laughs> 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 I could be a nice emperor then, all in my lovely robes, no. you know. You'd be in your Hampstead Palace, <laughs> with, well, on the roof, <laughs> with a shotgun. Get away! <laughs> That's How what dare you! Keep away from my garden! <laughs> You're ruining my lawn, <laughs> bloody savages! <laughs> you have any idea how long that hedge took to trim? Um... Well, that's not necessarily so, because I have happened to be a communist when I'm not reveling all in my glorious wealth. Which I'm, you know, I realise it's all meaningless and transient, and I'm looking for spiritual truths. So, you, you know, I'll, yes, I realise it. And, you know, I used to be a heroin addict. Now I never have any heroin. Once I get over this fame fixation, I'll be fit as a fiddle. Right, here, we're back at the top of that podcast chart. We've always promised people that we'd get an ice cream van and tour the country. I'm back in uh, England next June. Not next June. Now <laughs> June. Damn. <laughs> June the 10th. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, sorry, Matt. What do you want to do? Go and babysit for Paul Weller. <laughs> Listen, so um, what we've got um, is I'm going to be back on June the 10th, right? Why don't and you we'll tell everyone when you're arriving van. and then everyone from the fan site and everyone could meet you at the airport? Right, everyone from fan site, everyone, meet me at airport. I'll be, I'm coming back, I'll be back about June 11th, I think. Even Come if you there. sent me a present, it doesn't count, because you've got to bring another present, because that was yes, a Hawaii I'd present. Yes, i more gifts. Particularly welcome would be a Mark Chapman-style nutter. <laughs> no, we, we, don't, we don't want that. That was a terrible, terrible business. I'm just being silly. Yeah, but now, who, uh, if they were a Mark Chapman-style nutter, they're not going to respond yeah. to being asked to go there. No, they would think, well, I'm Hang not doing that. I'm Mark just... Chapman style, not a... Finally, <laughs> someone needs me. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just going to read Catcher in the Rye a bit more. No, it <laughs> seems that I'm not supposed to murder John Lennon. <laughs> on a second reading, it's clear that it's nothing to do with him. Um, right, so hold on, look, so this is from Lucy. Hey, find I found an ice cream van which I think you could buy in Luton. Uh, hope you can get it. All the best in Hawaii. Hope everything goes well for you. Anyway, Matthew, have a look on... It's on Gumtree, apparently. Gumtree.com forward slash London forward slash 88991508. Oh, it's complicated. Just someone get us an ice cream van, will ya? Because we need one to go. We're going to tour the land in that ice cream van. We'll give out ice creams. We'll stop off at different points. We'll have different celebrity guests. I'm just riffing now. Noel Gallagher will probably come. Fielding. We've said this Williams. for so long. It's like, you know... We'll get it, Matt. We'll do it in the summer. Now the sun's out in Blighty, isn't it? So, you know, we'll, tour. we'll go right up Scotland, we'll go over Ireland, we'll go Wales, everything. We could go across Europe, it'll be good. We could find the origins of the Godkins in Norway, couldn't we? Who's to stop us? No one. That's who bloody well is. 
We've got some text messages here. This one's from Andy in Chilworth. My dad was a big Knievel fan and named our dog Average Canaverage on account that she was not remarkable at all. Do I win a prize, says Andy. You do, Andy. That prize is knowing that you are a child of God and the glorious <laughs> revolution is on its way. Hi, Russell. That stuff about evil Knievel is true. He is Robert Craig Knievel from Boot, Montana, raised by his grandmother, a real-life stuntman from Bart. Thank you, Sunny Jim. Hello, Russell and Matt. It's fabulous to have yet another live show. Happy birthday for Monday, Russell, you sexy swine. Bye, love you, Rebecca. Thanks very much for them well wishings and that. Send us more, 88291, or give us a bell on 0500 so your You're going to have your birthday yes, in mate. Hawaii? Yeah, and I've got work do making film on birthday now, so I've not even got the day off. But You're going to have a joyless this... little ceremony on the beach with, a, with Marsha. <laughs> Having to be up all night <laughs> finding a cake or something. Marsha! Marsha, it's my birthday! <laughs> now, I'd like you to play the part of my mother. Uh, find someone to play the part of my various cats and pets through the ages, and they're not having any gifts at all. Gypsy, oh, yes, I love you, Gypsy. Oh, happy birthday. Is that your first birthday away from home? No, I'm always having birthdays all over the place. I've been in various institutions, haven't I, all my life? Christ, it's been treacherous. Hold on, where's that? I've got something else. Way to bring us down. <laughs> uh, let's be upbeat because we're all alive and the revolution's on its way. Boy, Russell, we have someone to tell yeah. us off here for using. Well, listen, Russell, what? Matt, you constantly and laudably attack sexism, racism, homophobia, and tonight uh -oh. gingerphobia, but you continue to call women birds, which is one of the most sexist terms around. That's just me and Matt's class. I'm oh, sorry about that. We, um, I'm just a simple lad from ever such humble roots. It's a miracle that I'm not out stealing up caps and stabbing people in the back of the leg. Um, no, sorry about that. It is a bit sexist, but I think you'll find that people from a similar background won't be bothered by it. But if you don't want us to do it and it upsets you, we will stop. We've had similar chats about the power of language, because I think that sort of, you know, like, uh, like Lenny Bruce before me, you know, I'm obviously part of that great lineage, that we should take away the potency of language by using it with profligacy and indifference like uh, uh, Mr G and I once had a chat though about the n-word I said oh shouldn't we take away the power from the n-word uh, Mr G goes no really because it's a bit offensive and Richard Pryor's <laughs> viewing it get Mr G over go on he can tell us about that thing because if we're going to talk about the power of language G Mr. J, you're being summoned with your knowledge. We're talking about black politics. You are a black man. Will you okay. please come and contribute? It's token time, is it? <laughs> it's token time! It's not token time. Thank you, We're talking you can about sit down. <laughs> That'll do. Yeah, That's enough for today. We, yeah, we spoke about the, the N-word, and I was saying that the, it's, it's, it's got so much weight attached to it. Yeah. You know, and like, um, when, when, when people say it, like, like if a black person says to another person, it has a different connotation than when a white person says it. And, um, yeah. it's just, that's just the way it is. It's, it's, it may be, maybe hundreds and thousands of years from now that, you know, we may get over it and hopefully so one day, but right now it's, it's still going to be deemed as offensive. Right, so that's fair enough. I agree with that. Now, what about the word bird to describe women, particularly normally your girlfriend or possibly someone you've got a bit of an eye on sex-wise? So you're, 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 you're setting me up to comedically agree with you, aren't you? Right? That's what yeah. you're doing. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what I'd like now. And could you also put it in a poem? Also, G, there's a, an email here, someone saying, uh, this is JJ. Hey, love the show, and Mr G's poems at the end are always really cool, but I have a challenge for him. Can he write a poem where he has to rhyme the word month? Can you do that, G? I know that you like to rise to a challenge. 
I, I, I've only just, I'm, I'm hugging Matt right now. Matt's here. I just want to write a nice, simple little poem, do my little thing, and that's it. Put the word mumph. Put mumph in it and stop hugging Matt. Umph. Bump. It's very unsettling. Okay, so anyway, if you're, let us know if you're offended by us using the word bird, we'll pack it right. We don't mean it offensively. I'm sure it's not sexist, is it? I suppose it is. Right. I don't know. I met a right nice couple of tarts the other night on another note. I never. Listen, here's a nice little email from someone called Selena, who I believe to be a woman of some kind. Hope that everything's all right with you um, and everything's going all right in Hawaii. Have you done your sexy dance yet? Um, I haven't done my sexy dance. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that scene. I'm doing my sexy dance scene. I've got to do a scene. I've done various scenes in this film. One of them I have to do a sexy dance. That is yet to happen. Uh, anyway, I listened to your show on the telly. Oh, yeah, I've done that Big Brother show the other week, didn't I? Oh, thanks if you thought it was good. If you didn't, well, you bloody haters. Uh, and when it was finished, I flicked over the telly, says Selena. And on the show was a Cocoa Pops advert, and it's changed. It's got these Cocoa Pops in it who make their way around a kitchen worktop. They what? crawl into a kitchen glove, then crawl around. Oh, and they God. look like the plague of locusts that God sent to the Pharaoh to make him let the people go. They look like that. No, that's well, not good. Cocoa Pops on their own, like anthropomorphised, that's not good, because they look like I moles. I don't want that. It's like the California raisins. I didn't like them. I no. remember being anthropomorphised, like melanoma raised purple. up off your back. Horrible raisins aren't things. purple, and they made the cartoon versions from purple. Why did they do that? Why, Why did, did they, they make them purple? That? Why are they... And now the Cocoa Pops, what's next? Oh, God. Well, listen to what happens next, Matt. After they've done this Old Testament thing, they go off and leap into a bowl that already has milk in it. That would never happen in real life. You never put no, the milk never. in before the cereal. What is this? Uh, is this an arresting home that this is taking place? Then the Coco Pops form themselves into a smiley face, says Selena, that look like the girl's face from Exorcist. The monkey is not even in it. Right, well, that no, is the no. biggest travesty. That monkey is Coco Pops. If I believe he was called Coco. If you ain't Coco got that monkey. monkey in it... It was called Coco Monkey, wasn't it? It's Coco Monkey. He ain't got Coco Monkey in it. I don't know bloody Coco Pops. <laughs> Why have they changed that? That's terrible. Why do they have to tinker with things, Matt? Things that work. What's wrong we with the world? We still use that as, the, you know, our test at the beginning. That's how... Do you know what? Right, listen to this, you fools at Kellogg's, how we set up this show, right, to make sure there's not too big a time delay, is I go, I'd rather have a bowl of Cocoa Pops. And that's how we test out the delay. What do you want me and Matt to do now? Dress up as Cocoa Pops and dive into a bowl of milk without the behest of a monkey, Cocoa Hang on, we Monkey. Could get, we could get um, an advertising deal. Can we? Does that fit in with your revolution, yeah, Shay? I don't think it does. I'll ask the guys at the summit. I don't know if they'll be keen on me saying, Right, okay, smash the state. Okay, dismantle the means for capitalism. I'd rather have a bowl of Coca-Cola Pops. Yeah, woo, Shay Guevara, powder people. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to work. But don't have Coca Pops. It probably. Oh, no, do have them. Do what you like. I ain't bothered. Right, so if you want to send us an email, it's russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. You can text us 88291 or you can call 0500 288. 291. Though we don't seem to be putting anyone through. Should we talk to someone in the next bit? What, we're going to listen to a record now. Yes. Hungry Like a Wolf. Oh, you want that, do you? We've got David Watts. Well, what would you say? Oh, David you Watts. Bellowing right, yeah. your orders for, uh, you know, <laughs> I think we can just magic songs out of thin air. David Watts! David Watts! I'd like to listen to the Coco Pop song, but I want it, I want it to be sung by the bloke that did Reap Petite. <laughs> um, okay, let's, uh, alright, let's have, yeah, let's listen to, <laughs> let's listen to What Do I Want? David Watts by The Kinks. What let's do I want? The, 
What is it I want again? You Why is it I'm unhappy? It every birthday. <laughs> Do you think Father Christmas will come this year? <laughs> okay, let's, yeah, let's have a listen to ba 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 David Watts by the Kinks, then we'll get up to what the hell we like, because we're all free, and if we choose to have sex, then we bloody well will, not with each other, although there'd be nothing wrong with that. Here's the Kinks! <laughs> <laughs> You're listening like. to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. That was the kinks with I Wish I Could Be Like Coco Pops. And um, we've got a, we've got, we might have a caller here. Have we got a caller? But we've certainly got these texts. What's this say? This is from someone called Damon. Could you say sorry to Damon for me, Carl? Oh, Carl. Because I vomited in his car after having drinks yesterday, and I don't think he'll talk to me ever again. It wasn't on purpose. I'd had some drinks. I had <laughs> over nine <laughs> drinks. I saw a big line of drinks, and I bloody well drank <laughs> a lot of them, didn't I? I just lined up and drank all those drinks, and then I was jolly well seeking Damon's car. And if he don't like it, he can wipe my lap with a flannel. That's that email all nice and done. There's another one here. Hi, Russell. I'm a ventriloquist looking for a new character. <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> this is Steve H. Hi, Russell. I'm a ventriloquist looking for a new character. Human or creature? Any crazy ideas, man? That's from Steve H. Get him on the phone. Right, we'll get him up. He sounds hilarious. That's good. Um, yeah. Shelley Duval could play Russell in a movie. She carry, captures his otherworldliness, plus she supports West Ham. That's from Dorian in Aberystwyth. Mm. Shelley Duval, is that her that's Jack Nicholson's wife in The Shining? Yeah. She, is it her? Because I'm I quite a toothy her. person. Did you? Yeah, she sort of... Why? I bet it's because she was all vulnerable, wasn't it, in the snow. I bet yeah, it she really got to you, didn't it? trapped in a hotel, and that, for me, is a big turn-on. <laughs> That's how you conduct most of your relationships anyway, isn't it? You just trap a woman in a hotel <laughs> until she eventually succumbs to your beastly requirements. <laughs> right, dear. Well, you've got the minibar to use, but you're not going anywhere <laughs> until you've sung a little song into the microphone. So here is some more emails. Kieran Mumford. What a nice name. Hello, Russell. My parents always have Radio 2 on for the dog to listen to when they're out. <laughs> when they're out. When they're in, the, the dog must sit in silence. <laughs> uh, and I generally think it usually sounds rubbish, so I was pretty surprised to hear you on it this evening. I've now put it on myself, so I'm officially listening to Radio 2 for the first time. Does this mean I'm getting old? Good to hear you anyway. Well, they leave the radio on, even though he's home, for the dog. They yeah. don't even take him into account. Kieran, why don't you talk to the bloody dog? Because the face ain't listening. That's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's silly. Matt has a sinister... This is... Uh, do you know that one, uh, Marsha? You know that he, that text message saying about uh, there's a bloke who wants, me, uh, he wants a ventriloquist puppet or something? Can we give him a bell? Let's get him up. He sounds like a right character. Here, I've got another Go on, call here. her a bird. Go on. <laughs> Oi, oi, sweetheart, go and give that person <laughs> Don't the get your in a twist, go on. <laughs> hey, I'll hang about, what, what's it, wrong time of the month or something? <laughs> hey, I'll rhyme that up, G. Um, dear Russell, says Rella, Rella and him, I am con cock, I am contacting you, although it does say concacting you, and I don't know what oh, that would God. mean, really. Sorry, you said concacting. I'm going to have to go ahead with that assumption. I'm concacting you in response to the fact that my girl and I are disturbed to discover that the comical genius that is Matt Morgan resembles a creepy... Well, if I see where I'll take issue with this phrase, comical genius. I'm, I'm a bit Morgan, hung up on the creepy. 
so far. <laughs> resembles a creepy evil character from a sinister cartoon. What? Due to the fact that oh, this don't. is a live show, uh, we went to have a look at Matt and discover the horrible truth. The arrival of Matt's profile on my laptop screen, screen caused my two young children to wince and back away, <laughs> muttering, Daddy, I'm scared. I That's Mikey, honestly. Bed. He's come here, dressed as the man from Philadelphia. Moping yes, about. <laughs> Stop saying he looks like the man from Philadelphia. We're coming to see you in Hastings on your tour this month, but now feel that this evening has been marred by the by the presence of a scary apex twin looking weirdo. He does look a apex little bit like that. Twin. I, it says Apex here, I'm sorry, and I think it's the summit of all twins' appearances and performances. Yeah, Apex <laughs> twin. You do look a bit like an Apex do, yeah. twin, as a matter of fact. Yeah, well, uh, he may, may look evil, but he is essentially a benevolent man. Try not to be alarmed by him. Yeah, so are we going to talk to that person on the phone, the ventriloquist person? She's trying him now, because I, I don't know, because, you know, that's a pretty... It's not often in life that a ventriloquist will contact you. Well, let's you work out what he should do, and then we, when we let's get give him, him up, we can advice. talk to him. Right. Let's, all right, let's say him saying that we'll be mad. Uh, uh, what should it be? A corpse. Gonna be a corpse. Right, yes, yeah, a reanimated corpse, and it's called uh, Chester or something. I don't know. Um, recently, perhaps he was a member of the royal family, one that's not even dead yet. William, I don't know. It, I'm crikey. Is he is he there yet, this fella? Because I've got I've got bags of advice for the gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna revolutionise his act. His oh, his battery's running out. Is it? Oh, well, that's very helpful. What is he? Tell him to plug it in. Apparently, he's a ventriloquist, but he's also half robot. <laughs> you know, it's probably that's quite it. a good act. <laughs> Gottle of gear. Gottle of gear. Gottle of gear. <laughs> um, okay, so listen, we've got to concentrate then on this ice cream van stunt. Now, uh, if you've got any ideas for what we should do in this ice cream van, because it's a bit of an ill-conceived idea, mostly we were just going to ramble around the countryside, really, causing a lot of aggro. Well, I reckon you should anything... announce the date and time that you arrive back at Heathrow or Gatwick or whatever, then a yeah. fleet of ice cream vans should carry you and all your presents home. Mm, yeah. Nice, nice. Liking so it? I like it. Like it. Okay, yeah. Glorious fleet of ice cream vans. Yes, that would work. Well, I'm coming out. It's on June 11th. I think it's Heathrow. I think it's a virgin flight. No, not for long, though, because they owe me a refund for something. So, you know, I mean, I won't start another vendetta. We've already got this one to that journalist in the sun. One vendetta per show, they'll do. And they're not vendettas because we're very peace-loving people here, but, like, nonetheless. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be about... It's the 11th of June I'll be coming home. No, I don't know. Do I want people to meet me at the airport? Yeah, no, why just not? Then I've got to go and meet you at the airport if we do that, so... Change yeah, to scratch that. that. You'll do you a power of good. Here, here's another email. Hello, Russell, says Kaz. My name is Kaz, short for Casimir, which is a Lithuanian boy's name. Well, give it back then. I'm currently revising selective breeding for my GCSE biology exam and have delightfully stumbled upon a fact about the downsides of selective breeding. Turkeys have been bred for years to have more and more breast meat. Dirty little devils. Whilst this may sound great for the male turkeys, the turkey breasts are so large that the turkeys cannot physically commence the act of lovemaking as the breasts get in the way. Well, it's a nice problem to have, if you ask me. If I found myself in a situation no, where, the, where the turkey I was making love with had such lovely big boobs. I don't like to think of a turkey. I mean, I'm vegetarian and everything. But they're not like boobs. Like they're not human boobs. They're just the front like bit of its body. Yeah, it's not like it's knocker, is it? Because it's not a mammal, so it doesn't like you know it doesn't need to lactate or anything. A turkey, it just does an egg, doesn't it? It is a mammal. It just do an egg, it? and that's that. Of course, right. it ain't a mammal, mate. It lays an egg. 
You've showed that like, I'm not going to listen to any of your information on watersheds <laughs> as long as you think that turkey's a mammal. Right, okay, why don't we listen to Hungry Like a Wolf? I'm Hungry Like a Wolf uh, by Duran Duran, and then we'll come back and we'll probably have that ventriloquist on the line. Maybe we should ring up Noel Gallagher, he might be in. I don't know, perhaps. Thinking aloud. <laughs> All right, then, give us a ring, 0500 288 or uh, uk. If you want to look at a plastic cow being inflated, bbc.co.uk forward slash radio 2. Duran Duran. <laughs> Duran Duran, hungry like a wolf. Is it a wolf or the wolf? Is it like a particular the wolf. wolf? Like what, like that wolf over there in London Zoo? Or like the a wolf as an wolf, idea? Yeah. Hungry like the wolf. He goes, I smell yeah. like I sound. I smell like I sound. That's weird. Synthesia. Synthesia, that's oh, that we've thing had that this. Synesthesia. No, we're having it again. Synesthesia. It's that thing that Kandinsky, the artist, had where he could paint sounds on a bit of paint. So, whereas Simon Le Bon can um, write stinks, he can sing a stink right out of his mouth. That song there was uh, like just a lovely omelette. It's the smell. When you're listening to that, just uh, just imagine the smell of an omelette wafting right up your mind. So, we've uh, I've got a few things to mention before we go to someone we're going to have a chat to on the phone. Firstly, yeah, I went in a shark cage the other day, right? Sharks don't Matthew. live in cages. They are well, marine animals. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I saw it in a cage. Big, dirty, hairy shark it was, <laughs> eating a banana, going... <laughs> <laughs> I goes, I'll tell you what, mate, you look very different in Jaws, so I had the last laugh there. No, I went, plummeted right down in a shark cage, see some sharks swimming around. Really? And I... Yeah, it, what it is, mate, is it's ethereal magic that's going on under the sea when you're in that shark cage. They drift by like a concerto of movement, like a poem of aquatic fear going right up to the cage. And then someone empties a bucket of chum, and you see all, like, fish guts floating by you, and the sharks look all a bit sort of... They've constantly sort of got a bit of a, a menacing frown upon their faces, a shark It sounds has. like you were being offered to the sharks. Because well, chums the, used to lure them in and attack. The locals were very clear that this was a celebration <laughs> of my talent. They said, Mr. Brand, get into the cage. We want to celebrate your talent. Just tie yourself up in all this stinking fish guts. And then the shark god will give you just gentle kisses up and down your body. They'll kiss you into a gentle underwater sleep. It will last forever and ever. Be all nice, all nice survived. and comfy. Yeah, I'm, I live to fight another day. It's all right down there. Some say they shouldn't go meddling in the deep or that you shouldn't lure sharks out of their natural You've been hanging around with pirates. Some say <laughs> you shouldn't be meddling in the deep, in the brine. <laughs> there be mysteries down there. Things that ain't for our eyes to linger upon. I believe, yes. I've been hanging around with some piratical chaps. Hold on. Right here, Matthew, did you, uh, when you went to that party in Old Gallagher, did you sort of talk to anyone about the podcast or anything? Because I happen to know for a fact that the lads out of Kasabian, Serge, Tom, all them lot, they listened to our podcast on their tour bus when they're touring America. I said it kept them sane. Yeah. So what I like to think is that our podcasts are like, like our Zeppelin would listen to Derek and Clive, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore stuff. 
perhaps you know our stuff will in the future if it becomes better dramatically will uh sort of hold a similar cherished position did you hear anyone going oh i listen to your podcast or did people say what is this shuffling shipwreck of a human being doing in this party <laughs> well security, no one spoke security. about the podcast unbelievably but you know Shocking. I'm not yeah. you. I haven't got a huge big haircut and, um, you know, famous. So no one would have no, known have I, out here, I look like Jesus covered in shark food. That's what <laughs> I look like <laughs> while I'm out here. Here's some information from Keith about that Peter Tatchell business. Peter Tatchell's turned up in Russia. He and a few other gay lads were protesting about something to do with gay rights. Just caught a bit of it on the news. But Peter Tatchell and Richard Fairbrass from Right Said Fred ended up getting beaten up by Moscow folks who Fairbrass don't like gays. Richard Fairbrass is quite big. Quite hard, yeah, I is. imagine. He is. And, yeah, you would think he is. He's like, yeah, he'd be quite a menacing and imposing gentleman. But then but if, like, uh, if Tatchell was your tag team partner, you might, you know, he might have... He probably had to take a lot of the beatings yeah. before he could tag team Tatchell in because he's thinking, well, Peter's good with the loquacious stuff. He's got all the verbal, yeah. you know, but if it comes to just taking on angry Russian homophobes, old Tatchell is not the man for the job. So Fairbrass probably took more. It's a bit weird, isn't it, this? Because it does sound like a sort of a cliched like, situation, like, like it's been written by someone deeply homophobic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> John Inman, bloke outright said Fred, Peter Tatchell was there. <laughs> no, it seems a bit odd to me. Uh, Matt and Russell, is Mr. G any relation to Master G of the Sugar Hill Gang? Says Sebastian from Manchester. Oh, I don't think so. Are you? He's, he's pondering he? it. Why are you pondering he's it for? What's wrong taking, with you? I don't know. He, maybe he Focus. Is. Write your poem, for God's sake, man. Hey, Russell. He's been in a strange mood all day. Yeah. A lady what? on Loose Women fancies you. Good! Ooh! All you heard then was loose women fancy you, didn't you? <laughs> right, give me the number! Hand <laughs> over, how old is she? What, so go on, what is it? Loose women, someone fancies me, give me the details. This week, oh, uh, this is from Abby. This week I was watching Loose Women and Carol McGiffin. Is she the Scottish mm. one? I don't know, I don't know they own loose women, mate. I don't know, they're all birds, mate, aren't they? Oh, what did <laughs> I say, that uh, revolution? <laughs> Oh, no offence, no offence. Get to the G8 summit, we'll kick some doors in, we'll rattle some cages. Come on, so right, which one? She's one of the ones that are loose women, and she fancies old Yeah, Russ, so she, she has a crush say? on you. Apparently this crush involves looking at and printing pictures of you from the internet. I think you should be a guest on Loose Women and make McGiffin a happy woman. You should go on that, actually. Why? What'll happen? Well, I can laugh at you. <laughs> showing yourself up on daytime television. I ain't going on that daytime television. Not now. I'm in the movies. You mate. went on Richard I... and Judy. Is that beneath you? I now, like... Is it? No, I like them. I go on there if they like. I likes them. They're good as gold. Them lot. Right. <laughs> so hold on. We got someone. We got someone on the phone. What? What are you sniggering at? Just you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Right, okay, we've got a nice little phone call here. It's from a man. If you want to do a phone call, 0500 or you can text us on 88291, or you can email uk. That is precisely what Ian has done. Ian, are you there, mate? Hello, Russell. What's going on? I'm wondering about this excuse in The Guardian every week when I'm trying to read your column. Oh, yeah. Was well, there an excuse? Yeah, the reason is I've been working ever so hard out here doing my film and I just I couldn't write my column. I will write one, though. What's the excuse, though? Because I've not looked at it yet. Uh, just as Russell Brand is away and after uh, uh, the other columnists work, uh, like a little excuse, like you haven't handed in your homework, basically. Because right. it used to say, Jeffrey Bernard is unwill. him having a go at me for going to a party. <laughs> and he doesn't even do his column. 
I couldn't do me column, but I will do it. I'll do. Thanks for reading me column in the Guardian. No, that was great and everything. So I'm just when he does anxious to read your thoughts. Yeah, well, it's all right. I, I'm not unwell or anything. I'm just here in uh, Hawaii <laughs> doing this film. I realise that now. I'm exhausted, Ian. It's, it's taken <laughs> okay. a lot of mental strain. But next week I'll write a column. Is there anything you want me to get into the column to g provide you with some sort of giddy thrill when you read it? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, well, perhaps yeah. Perhaps you could mention my team. I'm supposed to go on about yours the who, whole time. Who do you support? What about the mighty St Johnston? The mighty St Johnston. Yeah, right. I'll get them in. I'll mention St Johnston if you like, mate. I'll get him. I'll get him into my column. But it's going to be like a, a sort of Kerouac-style stream of consciousness because uh, <laughs> that work. I ain't got no information on St Johnston. Ian, <laughs> what's going on in your life, mate? Are you, are you sort of in love with someone, or are you just drifting through Scotland? You know, I'm drifting through the rain at the moment. I'm trying to keep signal, so I'm moving about. I'm trying to get. I'm, I'm going to a party right now. Yeah, well, don't let Matt know that. He'll drift out of the studio. So you're, He's welcome. He's very welcome. So, you, so you're out in the rain somewhere in Scotland. You're not, you're not even listening to this show, then? You just thought on the off chance you'd send a text? No, I was. I was at home. That's why I'm waiting for the party. I was listening to you. I'm devoted for it. Right. So, if only everyone had this kind of devotion to the show, Ian, it, it would function a lot more smoothly. You're, <laughs> of course it would. You're a lovely gentleman. Now, have a nice time at that party. Will you be looking to chat up a girl? Uh, I already have a girl. She's already there as well. Oh, she's there already. Don't chop any others. Why are you asking feelings? every caller these questions? You're like a randy old granddad. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you got a woman in your life? Uh, hey, Orion, uh, have you gone through the puberty yet? Do you do you look at dirty books? Could I ever borrow one of them? I'm ever so lonely here in Hawaii. Um, yeah, all right, well, Ian, thank you very much, dear man. Now, don't shuffle about in the rain too much longer. You might get yourself involved in an incident. Pop off to thank party. You. Drink sensibly. There's a good lad. Prepare for the revolution. I will be. I look forward to the mention of St. Johnson. I'll get it in. I'll get it in. I'll you could write down the column for paper. him if you leave your number, probably. Good job. <laughs> thank you very you much. So you've been neglecting your column? I didn't re neglect my column. I've been under such incredible pressure doing these films Oh, it must be Hollywood. so hard going out in a cage and meeting the sharks. I bet that's not in the <laughs> film. I'll look for that scene. <laughs> Them sharks. I'm just like visiting dignitary. I'm trying to get some sort of truth going on. Hold on a minute. Listen to this. We've got new information about them Cocoa Pops. This is from Steve. In addition to the new advert, they have now changed the theme. It's now a ghostly girl's voice singing, Cocoa Pops are a bowl full of fun. That sounds horrible. What? A bowl full of fun? That makes me think of some sexual effluvia in a dish. I don't want a bowl full of fun for my breakfast, not at least That's after not good I've marketing, is it? Because a bowl full of fun, it's, it's not fun, it's just nice breakfast. <laughs> it's misleading. A bowl full of fun just sounds like, like someone's held a Petri dish under one of your glands and then showed you an image of nudity. You've squirted out something and they put it in a cocoa pop. No, I won't eat that. Hello, Russell. Happy birthday for Monday, says... Uh, says, who is this person? Joe, uh, I think we need car bumper stickers for everyone to support your revolution. We can split profits. Joe, the revolution is not about profiteering, other than our constant marketing of the Cocoa Pop. There's, an there's another email here. But I don't know the difference I've noticed between emails and text messages. I just, anything that's written down, I just see it as one great big slurry of written language. Birds is okay, I think, and I'm a feminist. Words don't have any meaning except what we give them. So as long as you know you're not saying it from a bad person. Oh, well, fair enough. That's all right then. So uh, That's an interesting prepare theory. yourself.
for a flurry of sex <laughs> <Yeah>. words. <laughs> um, no, thank you for that. That's an interesting view on semantics. Russell, the new Coco Pops lyrics are Coco Pops and milk make a bowl full of fun to the same theme tune. All right, well, let's try that. Hold on. Coco Pops and milk make a bowl full of fun. I don't like that. That's oh, no, that's stupid. horrible. Also, they're giving 50% of their product abilities to the milk. <laughs> yeah! What if the milk one day goes, I ain't working with Coco Pops no more. I don't want anything to do with it. It's a, it's a sleazy little organisation. Yeah, please, for God's sake, take the bloody responsibility and credit for it. Yeah. yeah, that's no good. It might as well go, Coco Pops are so delicious, your spoon will look like a golden chalice <laughs> in your hand. <laughs> your own eyes will glimmer like orbs in a galaxy far away. Yeah, you're right, Matthew, that's senseless. Dear Russell, I think Cocoa Pops are genetically modified. That would explain everything. A lot of people that send text messages don't put their name on it. Are you aware of this phenomenon, Matt? Well, why would they? They just send to anonymous. Oh, so you know who they are? Oh, yes, of course, that. Well, I want to know who they are. I don't want all this anonymity. All right, Russell, I've finished work early. I'm driving home. What shall I do? I'm <laughs> Kaylee. Just concentrate on driving, woman. Don't career off into a chicane, is my advice. Hello, Russell. We don't have anything to tell you, but your hair is genius. That's from Jen and Becky. Thank you. That's very flattering. All right, Russell. Long you live to filter the resolution. These out a bit, Russ? Nope. I'm on my way right, home. Russell. What should I do? <laughs> I'm giving people tips. People need tips. Long live the resolution. You're keeping us well entertained. We're camping in North Wales. It resolution. is cold. <laughs> Keep it up, mate. I ain't sexist neither. Yeah, long live the resolution. <laughs> just we just got to solve a few things. Right, uh, okay, Matthew, what should we listen to? Are we going to listen to Velvet Underground? Uh, yes. All right, let's listen to Velvet Underground. I'll try and ring Noel Gallagher now. It's the last 15 minutes of the show. Stay with us. You're listening to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. If you want to send us an email, it's russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Or you can give us a bell if you feel like it. We're going to ring up Noel Gallagher in a bit. If, he doesn't, answer if, your, if he doesn't answer the call, do you want me to give him a bell? Oh, yeah, go on, seeing as you're so close, yeah, <laughs> crikey, yeah, the two of yous. Okay, um, yeah, if if if, if um, Noel and Matt aren't too busy singing a version of Wonderwall into each other's ears, <laughs> we might be able to get him on the line. Let's, let's have a listen to Velvet Underground right now. Velvet Underground, standing on the corner, listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2, and what a show it's been so far, fighting through the exhaustion, straddling the globe, but still we're bringing you some incredible information about what people drifting through rainy streets and sitting in cars are doing. Matthew, you all right? Yes, I'm very well. Now, there was a little bit of talk earlier about some of our language being a little bit sexist because of the use of the word bird, and also keen-eyed listeners of the show will have seen on our website, bbc.co.uk forward slash radio 2, that Mikey, the Jim Henson of radio, has put up a sort of inflatable cow <laughs> to entertain webcam viewers. Which he's still laughing about. He looks at it and laughs. 
He's still laughing about it. Mikey, the producer, is still <laughs> amused by that. If you ever want to curry favour with Mike, our producer, little young Mikey, why not just send him something that glows or twinkles in some way? He will love you forever <laughs> and think that you are some sort of Rasputin. He will follow you to the ends of the earth. I tell you what, then, Matthew, uh, you made a suggestion about how to uh, emphasise once and for all our non-misogynistic, brand new revolutionary status, and also get rid of that ridiculous prop. What was that suggestion, Matthew? Um, I don't know about the non-misogynistic bit, but I will stab the cow. You will stab the cow, right? Yes. So you can have a look at this on the website if Mikey's you like. Still if you're... Mikey, just anything to do with that cow really entertains him, he doesn't it? Just it stab enough. it, Matt. Right, here we go. Give it, give it. Will it make a noise? Do you think? Don't yeah. do it too aggressive and break anything. Oh. Uh, it just popped and puffed out of existence. Well, that's the, that sounds like every sexual encounter you've ever had, young man. <laughs> it just popped and puffed out of existence before I knew it. It were over. Okay, so uh, I've remembered some lovely things from our past there. Glorious days. Wait, hang on a minute. Are you talking what? about the book? Oh, I will oh, yeah, read your book. book before it gets published. Good luck to you, mate, because I'm just sending it straight down to publishers. My bookie book, my autobiography by me, what I've got a good advance for, what's coming out in September, I think, and it's about all my feelings and thoughts and stuff, what I've done, is oh, got things in it about you, mate. Oh, you come across pretty bad. G comes across like a glorious hero, Ooh. whereas you, Matt, <laughs> Matt Morgan, becomes out as a, a ruiner of all things good, a sexual deviant who's betrayed the morals his mum, Sue Morgan, gave him. So, so you, you traitor oh, to Catholicism. I do want to read that book. I'm joking. Why, I'm not what are you joking. worried about? What are you worried because about? Because once we wrote an article, you wrote an article in the Guardian <laughs> Music Observer. Monthly. What was it? Yeah. Observer Music Monthly. Yeah. And just went, oh, Good my it friend Matt was there and he wiped his bum on a plane. And just made <laughs> you, you seem like You did wipe your idiot. bum on a plane. You don't put that in you the paper, do you? He sat on that plane, I was sat next to him in the plane, he goes, I've got an itchy bum bum, I've got an itchy bum bum. <laughs> I don't say I goes, just, I goes, just wipe it, Matthew, he, stop talking goes, about get it. get a wet wipe and do it here. And I was going, no, I'll go to the toilet. He goes, no, go on, it'll be funny, I want to watch it. Then I did it, and then he went, let's go to the article. And he used it, and made himself look like right, Wally, and me. Straight in the article it went, and now it's on the radio. So I do to think what you put in that book. Trying to get some well, comic relief from your miserable existence, putting me in there, <laughs> some sort of scatological clown. <laughs> it's Matt Morgan, the scat clown. Scat Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you come across like a right bozo. Like that time we was in Hamburg. Oh, crikey, that was the same adventure. That was a, a lot of rhubarb went on there Ridiculous. with some sort of transsexual lap dancing woman we named Cockleberry. That story <laughs> comes very, it makes very interesting reading in the autobiography. Or could it be the time we was on the Norfolk Broads where Matt sat wheezing and coughing, trawling <laughs> Because, you, because Norfolk. we had one blanket and you kept it on you. <laughs> and yeah. I got and a cold. About, and what about in Thailand when we went to a massage parlour and Matt goes, Oh, I don't want to go with no escorts, but then ended up with a toothless crone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to do and you dragged me in there and then I got caught up talking to some woman. I didn't realise I had to go up in a lift with her. <laughs> Matt went out in the lift, ended up in a boudoir of a toothless crone. <laughs> then our other mate saw it, Nick Lennon, and goes, Oh, what's that, mate? B bargain basement. <laughs> My poor old Matt I was in a sat room in a boudoir. To that poor lady, and she told me her life story. <laughs> Did she? Bet between the poor mouthfuls of indecency she was forced to endure, no, poor no. woman. God bless her. So the autobiography, Matt, depicts you. Well, just very on that much last two minutes. 
Mm. But you said all those awful things. I just don't, uh, this yeah. book, I mean, you know, I've got to read it. Otherwise, I the could actually got a sue right you. To know. I could actually sue you. How? What and for? Win. What have I ever done? Defamation I've done of nothing character. but help you. I'll Your bring character, out a book. mate. I'll bring out a book. <laughs> it wouldn't last oh, ten minutes. Your book. That. Oh, Go on, then. What? what you've got. I've never done nothing wrong ever. I'm brill. What I would might you just possibly say? My own leaflet, a pamphlet. Yeah. Called what? Russell. The truth. <laughs> <laughs> There's not even one story that you could name that's anything like as embarrassing as some of the dirty filth you've got up to. Russell, now, where's... I could... Oh. <laughs> where's... Hold on, we've got a ventriloquist on the line. Oh, no problem. We? Steve. Thank Hello God. there. Steve, are you all right, mate? Hello, Russell, Matthew. Hi. Hello. Hello, I like you. I'm you've looking got... for a crazy idea for uh, a crazy ventriloquist dummy from some crazy guys. Do you have any ideas? Well, firstly, you use the word crazy a lot, so that suggests to me that you're the perfect man to entertain at children's parties or on no, a cruise ship. No, 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 top bananas. But uh, crazy, I'm looking for a real crazy dummy. Maybe it one look, uh, maybe looks like yourself with the hair. No, I suggest this. Have one that's Rose West and another what's Fred West. Have them on each arm. And make them sort of quarrel with each no. other, and like, and do it with no trousers and pants on. And they come in their own box. Dirty devil. I'm sure they would, given <laughs> half a chance. Now, listen. Um, no, don't do that. That some people will think that's bad taste. Uh, yeah. What What other ideas, Matthew? What do you reckon he should do? Um, a robot called Robot Mugabe, in a little <laughs> military outfit with a funny little moustache. Hold <laughs> on, but he's an evil dictator. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> and what were the West? I've got a skunk <laughs> the West were a lovely couple just Don't, struggling against the odds. You can't say no, that. they weren't. They were bad. They were bad. Right, <laughs> we can't go around judging people. What's the point? <laughs> no, you can. I don't know. Right, what, this. Um, do some of the voices you can do, Steve, and then we'll think of a character that fits it. Dinky Winky, I'm Pongo. Hello, Mary Russell. That was. Don't do that one. And I've got an Jeez. old man called Arthur. Stinky Winky. <laughs> Stinky Winky. His, Stink name, his name's Pongo the skunk. What? Oh, he's a skunk and he's got a stinky winky, has he? No, he hasn't got a stinky winky. That's what he says when he's on the stage. Why does he but, say um, it? He's a skunk. Why does he and say he it? He can go with a skunk. All right, so stinky winky the skunk, fine. Now, who else is there? Uh, Arthur. How's he talk? He, hang on, he's just next to me. Come on. Hello, hello, Russell. You all right, mate? Hello, Matthew. <laughs> uh, that, that, was, that was Arthur. I like him. That is a this pretty deep character. He's pretty. Tina. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Who's this one? I'm Tina. <laughs> that's Orville. You've written that off. Um, uh, ginger. She's Ginger. Matt says that's Orville, and uh, Orville like belongs to uh, Keith Harris. You can't have related that. Related to Orville. Related to Orville. I think Keith Harris is going to uh, hit you with a lawsuit. There are definite legal issues that make Matthew's robot Mugabe and my West couple jibes look pr I, I like the pretty robot innocuous. Idea. That's top robots. Yeah, but, um, robot. That's good. Might have to leave the West. Listen, don't you value Robot Mugabe over my brilliant <laughs> Fred and Rose West double Zig and Zag Rose West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, let's let's think of some new voices. Come on, Steve, you're a gifted man. Let's you see give me a voice. If you give me a voice, Anne, a great idea for a new dummy, and I'll get it made up. All right. And then we can go on tour together with this cra crazy Fred West doll. No, let's stop talking about Fred West, case it's bad. Now, why don't you uh, do a character, right? Say he's a Geordie. And uh, he's a marine biologist, but he's just obsessed with the past and that, and uh, pocket watches. How would he I've talk? I've got a good idea. It, it'll go well. What do you mean, man? Get your hands out my pants, I'm a biologist. What's <laughs> going on? That character, in my view, is very much the new Basil Brush. Matt, Let me out the box. Boom, boom. <laughs> very good. Right, this now, is Matthew, a good idea. Go on. You, you become the puppet and you sit on the lap of a big, huge, paper-mâché man. 
And you yeah. do his voice, but you sit on his lap. Does it have to be a man? Woman. Could, Whatever. Could be a bird. Don't be oh, sexist, you filthy pig. That's a good right. idea, isn't it? Then you're the dummy. It's a brilliant idea. You'll be... Then you're and the then, dummy. Right, you're the dummy. Who's the wise guy in this situation? <laughs> then, I'll tell you what, Steve, what you've got there is you... Just don't bother saying it's ventriloquism. Say you're a modern artist, sell the whole thing as art, you'll be a millionaire in no time, performing I in like art it. galleries. I top of the stratosphere of ventriloquists. I love your ideas, guys. Right, get to work on them. We'll talk to you next week. If you've not developed them, we're going to send some blokes around your house to kick your head in. OK, now, I've moved. Thank <laughs> you very much. Steve, it's lovely Happy talking birthday. to you. Steve. Thanks, mate. Happy birthday to you whenever you have one. There uh, goes old Steve. You. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, Steve. Bye, I love you. Bye, I love you. Bye, boy. Cheers, boy. Cut him off in case it goes mad. There's, so Steve's lovely. He's still there. I can hear him. Still yeah, he's, right. he's operating the phone here. St Charles here in Hawaii. You're responsible for that. Kill the, the phone line, you lunatic. Right, OK, the f this uh, radio programme is nearly <laughs> at an end. Let's listen to a poem from Poet Laureate. Mr G, here he is. Come along. <laughs> Okay, this poem is called Party Time. It's your party, you can cry if you want to. Realise you belong to, going live has been long due. Improvised and impromptu, all the piñatas you've gone through, that's why the people smile with gypsy eyes while their dials are locked on too. It's on you, combating all this guinea pig voodoo. Matt's explained his lack of confacting, so we're back with a full crew. He's also explained the watershed in terms of a tin roof. Let's see if we can explain Coco Pop's sponsorship to the rioting troops. I'm well and truly stumped to find a rhyme with month. It's easier to open a shark cage and wait for the crunch. So be it Mikey's cow deflating or ventriloquist tour, laugh, cry and smile if you want to, because the party is yours. Yes. <laughs> There he goes, Mr. G, one of the finest damn poets since T.S. Eliot, I'll tell you. Right, OK, this radio programme's nearly over. Thank you, everyone that's contributed, you lunatics. Keep your emails coming, keep your texts coming and everything like that. Presents as well. Remember, I'm at Turtle Bay and I need gifts till I get home. I'll be home soon. And until then, though, you've got to keep me afloat in all of this lunacy. Uh, I love you with else. actual genuine love. Send me gifts, I like it. Oh, you're not making me worse. I like it. I thrive on it. It helps me old talent. I'm ever so tired. I need love. So, uh, yeah, thanks all of you next week will be another fantastic show then i'll be back in blighty keep the podcast at number one it's vitally important okay matthew you're right do you want to say anything no i think you should just go home now and go to bed yeah i'm really tired i'm having a breakdown okay time now for a bit of news with the lovely andrew simmons 88 to 91 fm this is radio 2 from the bbc <laughs> Here is the news now at 11 o'clock. This is Andrea Simmons.